What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. I am the Martian, joined by my co-host. As always, this week, we're going to be talking about the UFC 278 pay-per-view card going down in Salt Lake City, Utah. Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman, the rematch for the UFC welterweight championship. This has got to be the UFC's first time in Utah, right? Uh, and it's a pretty good pay-per-view card going along with it. Uh, how are we doing this week, Ozzy? Yeah, I'm very curious to see the, um, <clears throat> let's just uh, say, demographics in the uh, in the arena there at salt lake city uh you know 4200 uh, feet up in the air so it is uh, uh like a altitude uh city as well so curious to see what that happens what that does to some of the fighters but yeah i mean it looks like i guess in the ufc like Kamaru uzman like his share of pay-per-view points and stuff is going up because uh the card is not the deepest i've ever seen i mean for God's sake, Tyson Pedro, I think, is the first fighter. Like, I, you know, Wu, Wu Yanan is on the pay-per-view. That, that's what I'm telling you, man. China must have infiltrated, bro. How the hell is Wu Yanan on the main card, bro? It's fucking nuts. No way. But, she, she's not. Yeah, that's what I heard. No, I don't think so. No, I heard that. Tapology, tapology doesn't have that. I'll check no, the UFC's website. No, someone said that Wu Yanan. Yes, if you look at... You can't trust topology, you nerd. You got to look at the, the books, who the books have time-wise, and they got Harry Hunsucker. Oh, my gosh. You're right. You're right. Web- and then Marab fighting. <laughs> what the hell? So UFC's website, they do have Wu Yan on the they're main card. They, 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 out, bro. That's got to be a mistake. That's got to be a mistake. Dude, they're wilding out. I mean, people are betting Wu Yan on. That might be the main event, bro. That might be the better's main event right now. So, you know, not... People are going to start talking about betting Pudilovas, so it's going to be an important fight. You could get, you could bet your bottom dollar, Martian. That will be an important fight, very important for for a few for a few people. So, sadly, it's crazy. But uh, last week was a was a pretty good card. Um, you know, uh, very good track bets for me. Three units in the green. Uh, five prop bets, uh, all five won, all five on overs and GTDs. I, I'm a tra- wow. I'm a transform man at this point. Wow. I'm betting uh, a lot of overs, a lot of GTDs. Sticking with the dogs, uh, two out of four dogs won uh, in the money line category. Uh, Catchware and Landware. Uh, Cruz was a solid bet at 200. Uh, the only bet I really regret was Devin Clark. He just looked terrible out there, but oh, dude, he it was a legend. Close legendary card for underdogs six underdogs won some big dogs too tyson nam angela hill tyson nam uh, got to a crazy number there at the end 350 360 Man. yeah rest in peace bro boys whoever laid that and uh laying that. last thing i'll say is just live bets they were great last card i feel like just the live bets have been uh amazing these past few weeks i mean that's really, right. just really where the edge is and uh you know i'm definitely going to be you know starting to increase the amount however you also have to be bets. careful yes Sometimes you know you make large wagers on openers and you can't play it back live. So, you know, always remember it's not always uh fail proof. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, but uh, you know, specifically if you joined the spaces last week, uh, just a lot of live lines that were you know great value that were shouting out. So make sure you're joining the spaces and uh, checking us uh, out, talking about those fights. Uh, how was it for you? What's your, uh, what's your What's your cash app? Are you gonna drop your cash app for donation for uh, tips? Nah, nah, I don't think I'm not that oh. point yet. Maybe if the times start getting rough or something like that, and I I keep losing uh opening bets Kevin, and stuff like that, maybe I'll turn to that. But um, the best time is always now. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Martian. But anyway, yeah. So I mean I had a decent card as well. Obviously, Dominic Cruz wasn't able to finish a job, but plus 200. I mean, I'm telling you, I make that bet every day of the week. You know, he just got caught uh there late. Um, Nate Landwehr, big dog, decent size bet on him. And then I ended up on Yasmin, the Mexican there at the end. Um, I also had like one or two live bets that were solid. Um and I did end up playing Nina Nunes because, you know, it did end up staying above that, like, 160 number or whatever it was. And, yeah, it was a it was an overall fun card. I only got to catch a little bit of the main card. But I wish I was would have been on GM3, but it's all good. Profitable event, little up over a little bit over a unit. Good night at Contender Series yesterday. My boy, Jose, Torre, or Jose Johnson, getting a contract. So we're rolling it on to uh, this week now. 
Yeah, Contender Series was good last night. And just uh, the recap of the best bets, though. My bet won in sketchy fashion, the GTD oh. on Zalaw Blackshear. Um, Easy. And uh, Ozzy's not so much. I think the official best bet, which one was it? Cruz. It's Dominic think, Cruz. Right? Dominic Cruz. It yes, was. So at least it was CV. At least it was plus EV. At least, um, yeah. Yeah. The catch where one that who knows whatever bullshit happened in that fight. Um, but uh yeah, so let's get into these fights. Thirteen fights. Yeah. First one is in the flyweight division. Victor Altamirano taking on Daniel De Silva or Lacerda, whatever this guy's going by. They have Altamirano minus one fifty, De Silva plus one thirty. A lot of action coming in on De Silva in the past twenty four hours. Some big line movement. Um, uh, Altamirano's your boy, Ozzy. So uh, I'll pass this one to you to start this off this week. Yeah, I like Victor's game. <clears throat> I mean, the guy's pretty long for uh, flyweight. He's a southpaw, and he just got a nonstop motor. Like, the guy, he doesn't have big power, but he does have a submission game. Um, his takedown defense is probably his worst attribute. Um, but he's got come back in plenty of fights, like one decisions, one um, by, you know, finish. And Lacerda, on the other hand, I haven't seen him really, like, you know, first of all, submission-wise, I think he would need to take this dude's back and choke him out. And he's never, literally never done that. So he goes for, like, arm bars and stuff like that. And it's not like Victor's a noob on the ground. I mean, you saw what happened on Lacerda in his last fight. The guy, you know, uh, Figueredo, who we had, uh, ended up submitting him and, you know, inverted and got a knee bar finish, like, right away as soon as they hit the ground. So, I mean, he's not that dominant of a grappler control-wise. I don't think he's that great submission-wise. And then if they're on their feet, I mean, I think he could compete a bit depending on the sequence and how he uses his energy. But Victor is just a me fresher. He mixes it up better. He throws great body kicks. I thought, I mean, I think there's a case to be made that he won the Hernandez fight, but it was a close fight. No, you can't can't complain about it too much. But I mean, you're gonna hear it under 160. I like Victor here. I think he's gonna win. I'm gonna be on him on the money line uh, at this point. I was even thinking about it when it was like a quarter more expensive. So. You know, at this point, I think he's a, he's a decent favorite to play. He, you know, I think Lacerda's weaknesses play into his strengths, and uh, and I think he's going to pick up his first UFC win. Yeah, I'm in agreement with most of that. I'm pretty surprised by this Lacerda action, but I feel like Lacerda has been getting like late action in all of his UFC fights, and uh, I, I don't understand it. I, I did a deep tape of this guy before uh, the Molina fight, and every fight is the same of his. He gets an early takedown. He gets aggressive going for the back, and he's just really sloppy. He's not a high-level grappler. He ends up falling off the back and then ends up going for arm bars and triangles. And that's all you see on his record is arm bars and triangles. And I think a similar thing is going to happen here where I think Lacerda can get an early takedown. Altamirano isn't a, a great defensive wrestler, and he's probably going to get one good position on Altamirano he's going to get a back take and then he's going to fall off like he always does and I think Altamirano should just take over from that point now uh, if hearing that makes you you know risk adverse enough to not bet Altamirano before the fight then maybe only search for a live bet and that's kind of a dangerous strategy because I think just one run of the tide moment one reversal here is all Altamirano will need to gain that momentum and like Ossie said he doesn't stop he comes forward for three rounds he has really good cardio and output and I just think if this gets to rounds two and three, it's going to be all Altamirano at that point. So uh, I think Altamirano at, uh, yeah, under under 160, 170 is, is a good spot. But you might as well hold, guys. Uh, I mean, it seems like the action is steady coming in on De Silva. So maybe we get an even better price on Altamirano. So that's enough about that one. Next fight is in a Bantamweight division. Alichi Lang taking on Jay Perrin. They have Alichi Lang as... The favorite, the favorite minus one thirty-five. Perrin plus one fifteen. We used to call this guy Aori, but now I'm, uh, I've, I'm officially respecting the, the Chinese pronunciation of his name, Alichi Lang, because uh, you know this dude is actually not a bad fighter. I mean, I think one of the the better uh, uh, fighters coming out of China I've seen in recent years. Uh, he's a solid athlete, moving up in weight. Uh, just destroyed Cameron Nelson his last fight. And I think that he had some issues at 125 with his cardio, kind of slowed down in round three of the Molina and the Durden fight. But I think moving up to 135 here might be a better thing for his cardio. He was really durable down at 125, and I think that he will you know, continue to be durable at 35. And the guy just seems like a, a pretty strong, physically fit fighter, and I think that he's probably going to have a strength and an athletic advantage over Perrin here. 
Uh, Perrin is, you know, a decent, you know, journeyman-esque fighter, uh, has fought some decent regional promotions. Uh, I think his boxing is all right. His grappling is all right. He's a pretty bad defensive wrestler. I've seen him get taken down in uh, almost all of his fights. Um, and I think he probably will get taken down by, by Aori here or, or Elichi Lang here, but I don't see either guy really solidifying top control. I think it's going to be uh, an up and down, back and forth fight. Um, and I know some people that are respecting and betting Perrin here and are having some some good uh, expectations from him. And uh, maybe my read on Perrin is wrong. I don't think this guy is that good uh, anywhere. And I think Aori is just going to be able to use his physicality to kind of bully him in situations here. Um, and I think Aori, I give him maybe uh, just a slight advantage uh, on the feet and on the ground here. I just think his power and uh, his strike selection is going to be a little bit too much for Perrin. And I see uh, Olichi Lang edging out a decision here. Not a super confident pick. Definitely not eager to lay the juice. But with the steady action coming in on Perrin, I'm, I'm considering betting uh, Olichi Lang at this price. Sick, dude. I mean, <clears throat> this is a fight I'm still reserving a little bit of judgment on. Um, no, I like I like Jay Perrin. I, 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 when he had he had a early contender fight, right? He fought like some Mexican dude or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. He got out wrestled and lost. Oh, a black guy, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight Joseph was yep, it that he him. fought? Yes. Okay, from Alpha Male. So yeah, you know, I I had taped him before that fight, and then that fight happened. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure like how good the guy is really. But he came in on short notice against Batista. He did hang hang with him, you know, overall in all facets of the fight game. Um, but I don't know. I feel like like I, I had liked Arichi Lang a few times, like against Molina when he came in. I thought he was solid, obviously against um, Durden. And, I mean, the guy's got some power. I mean, he's a wild man. He has, like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I've seen a lot of his regional tape where he, you know, he has some submissions and, you know, he's not a noob on the ground. So I'm kind of interested in this fight maybe going a little later. But I think at this point, I probably would actually lean towards the Richie Lang side on the money line, you know, at this chalk. Because I'm not sure about if Jay can keep the kind of pace that he needs to in terms of volume or a scram scramble ability to to keep pace with Richie Lang. I could be wrong, though. And, you know, sometimes betting on cardio is not the best. But I think that Richie Lang will just be the more active fighter here, put out the better offense. And, you know, I think I think this will be a fun fight. So um, I, sh I think it should be competitive, but I'd side with, uh, with him as the, uh, as the favorite in the pick. All right, that's going to move us along to the next fight in the flyweight division. A lot of lower weight class fights here. Amir Albazi coming back from a long layoff, taking on Francisco Figueredo. Uh, Albazi, huge favorite, minus 510, Figueredo plus 395. So uh, pretty long layoff for Albazi here. I think like uh, maybe 20 months or something like that. Uh, but the, the yeah, you're breathing in the mic, Ozzy. Um, but the... Uh, the odds and the market, you know, still having complete faith in Albazi. You know, Figueredo is not a terrible fighter, but you know, four to one, I think he might be getting a little crazy here. But um, I think it's your turn to start this one off. What are your what's your read here? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Francisco Figueredo, but I I've always been high on Albazi. I I had him against uh, Zumagulov, um, and I thought that he would be able to mix some martial arts. He is he is pretty good at that. He trains a lot with uh the Bashrat dudes. And they're they're also pretty good at mixing up the you know the striking with the grappling, but he's mainly a grappler. Um, and what I think will probably happen here is he's gonna get takedowns, and Figueredo is going to attack from the bottom, and you know end up just staying there uh, long enough to make it where it's you know uh, a mere building up a lead. So I think he's gonna win with grappling. I could potentially see him countering some transitions and attempts that Figueredo has from bottom and, you know, getting to a good position, similar to like he did with Gazuma Magulov. Well, more likely if he, depending on how aggressive Figueredo is, I think uh, it'll probably go the distance, but I like Albazi as a prospect overall, but he's a big boy too, make it 125. So I, I wouldn't lay this, this kind of chalk on. Yeah, I'm trying to find some way to play the fight just because, you know, obviously I think the money line is not too inspiring. Obviously, it's dog or pass at this price. Uh, and the props, though, I mean, I feel 
like there could be some value in some of these products. Um, you know, kind of leaning towards, you know, Albazi ITD versus Decision. Not really sure which one it's going to be. Uh, but they have Albazi KO at, you know, 7 to 1. I think that might be an interesting price for Albazi. Uh, because I think he could probably hurt Figueredo on the feed here, maybe even get a ground and pound TKO as well, uh, because Figueredo gives up pretty easy takedowns, and he also does tend to fade as the fight goes on. Malcolm Gordon fight's a great example of that. Really ran out of steam there. Even the Jerome Rivera fight, I think he lost round three of that fight after winning the first two rounds. So uh, Figueredo in round three uh, is, you know, not a good cardio uh, fighter. And, you know, the the props are kind of pricing that as well. You know, Albazi round three, only nine to one. You never like to get nine to one on a round three prop. Uh, so, you know, tough to see any bets that I see value on right now. Uh, the only one that really sticks out is Albazi KO at seven to one. So uh, it's enough about that fight. The next fight is in the welterweight division. AJ Fletcher, Angelusa. AJ Fletcher's the favorite, minus one. 50 on just a plus 140 not a whole lot of thoughts here except for i think this fight is uh pretty likely to go to the decision and i think that's the bet that i see with the most value of any bet on the board here uh gtd at minus 135 um and you know i mean the over two and a half is minus 185 minus 190 i'm not sure where that extra you know what is that five or six percent is going i think it's gonna go the distance at that point i i don't think both guys are exactly a cardio threat um fletcher is much more front-loaded while lusa seems more uh suited for the the second half of the fight but lusa is kind of a decision fighter he doesn't search or finish as much and uh fletcher I'm just not impressed by this guy. I don't really know what to make of him yet. I think he could be end up being not good at all and kind of just a contender series or bust fighter, or he might actually have some potential. I'm not really sure what to make of him. So uh, the GTD is what I'm thinking here for uh, for a bet. Um, cool, right on. Um, yeah, I mean this is a fight where just thinking about it for uh, this week a decent amount, and I came to the conclusion that I'm playing Angelusa. Because, you know, Fletcher, like, th- some of the ground positions that he was, that uh, Summelsberger was just giving up were just, like, I think lower level than what Lusa is going to be able to provide. And then given that, that means that if Fletcher does get good positions, it's going to be from his own accord. I don't think he's going to be, you know, taking advantage of, you know, bad decisions from Manj Lusa. I think Lusa has a pretty... He knows what he wants to do, getting back up, and you know he's been taken down before. And and even his own grappling game is not that bad. And we saw Semmelsberger go to the takedown late in round three, and you know kind of easily hold down, uh, you know Fletcher. So I'm not sure about Fletcher. I don't know if he really does have what it takes uh, to stick in the UFC. The guy's got tiny reach. You know, Luce has got is much longer than him. And uh, and if you look at I mean, Lusa got off to a bad start against uh, Lizaz. But, I mean, looking at the other two rounds, I thought he he did okay. Obviously, in the third round, um, you know, Lizaz started to pull away a little late. But I didn't think that was a bad round overall for Lusa. And I think if he could show up with a third round like this here, I don't think that Fletcher is going to finish him, you know, whether it be on the ground or on the feet. So uh, so I kind of like him, you know, I this is like one under one of the first underdogs or only underdogs that I'm really liking, and I think that there's a decent amount of value here on this money line. So I'm I, I'm going to play at 140. Um, I'm in. Well, one thing to consider here, and all fights that are going to the decision, we're going to be in Utah, and I don't know. I don't know what the MMA scene is like in Utah, but I can't imagine there's a whole lot of fights going on. These judges, you have no idea if they're going to be experienced or not, or they could just be, you know, random uh, random state employees just clocking in on a Saturday night to determine these uh, MMA fights. So uh, the split decision props are really good this week, but um, if you're playing a fighter that is probably going to win by decision, I think you should maybe have a little bit of caution there. Um, next fight is in women's flyweight division. Miranda Maverick taking on Shayna Young. Maverick is the huge favorite here, minus 660. Shayna Young plus 485. And the action just keeps coming in on Maverick. Everybody's parlaying her, and it just doesn't seem to stop. Any bets you see interesting here at all, Aussie? No, I'm a Shanimal fan. And last fight, I was, you know, people laughed at me. The Egger fight, I had Shanimal. People laughed. And then I said, you know what? I'm dollar cost averaging again against Gina Mazzani. 
And I frankly, it was great because I let these I let people just keep playing her up and I got the best line ever available. And she came through, you know, not bad. You know, she showed her wrestling. She stayed in there in the first round, was able to outlast. Now, the thing is, I don't know if her cardio is really that good. I just think that, what's her name? Who's the girl she was fighting? Gina Mazzani just sucks, like, in terms of the conditioning. And uh, if she can't just run you over, you know, she, she, you know, just kind of starts looking for a way out, starts to panic. Um, Maverick, I don't think we'll have that case, but I think this... I don't think this fight is going to be finished, but I got a bad read on Miranda Maverick fights. I'm telling you right now. But I just don't think she's going to likely finish Shan the Shanimal. Um, the Shanimal, she's got okay enough grappling, and I just don't see a knockout. But I'm not playing this fight. I, I, I said all that just to say I'm not playing this fight. Just because, I mean, Shanimal, her, she could feel the altitude. And the one thing, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say that one point. So I think that Miranda will have the better conditioning here. I'll just say that. Um. So uh, so yeah, it's a pass fight. I would not parlay this. Like this is crazy chalk. But you never know. I mean, it could look dominant for Miranda. You know, she does get her down. But I don't know if she's reliable to get takedowns. You know, consistently like three rounds uh, against a a fighter the caliber of uh, with the grappling as good as Shanimals is. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, didn't Shayna Young like get choked? Yeah, she got choked out by Sarah Alpar. Oh wait, these wait they fought before. They what the fuck? Ooh. Miranda Maverick Sarah and Shayna Young. No, Miranda Young, Maverick and Shayna Young have fought before. Back yeah, that was in, like a one round fight, wasn't that some shit? Like yeah, that. Miranda choked her out in two minutes and thirty seconds. I had no fucking clue. Yeah, but that was a that was the old Shanimal, bro. New Shanimal. This good. is true, but uh, I mean, I, I didn't even know that. It shows how much research we're doing into this fight, but I mean, I, I kind of think I that... Uh, fucking told you. It was like one round, but it, I'm saying it was only scheduled for one round. I think. Yeah, it was yeah. like one of those one-night things. But still, if Maverick could get her out of there in one, um, but I feel like, uh, you know, no interest in this fight except for maybe, I don't know, man, Maverick ITD. I mean, you got to think, if she finished sleep her... Sleep on the Shanimal. If she finished her... Sleep on the Shanimal. If she finished her in two and a half minutes in the only samples that we have, ITD a plus money might not be a bad might not be a bad move. Exhibition, bro. Um, that's enough about that one. All right, next fight is a, an interesting one. In... Shanimal has also fought at altitude before. She fought in Albuquerque. They woke. Didn't and she lost to Macy Chasson, right? Correct. Yes. Um. All right, now featherweight division, Sean Woodson taking on Luis Saldana. And the odds for this one have Woodson as a big favorite, minus 350, Saldana plus 285. Uh, I mean, I think the the price is pretty justified, man. I don't think Saldana has many paths to victory here. I think this should be uh, an episode of the Sean Woodson show. And I think that we're probably going to see a finish from Woodson here. I mean, um, I think it should be knockout. Um, but, you know, uh, I was talking with Ozzy about this earlier. He pointed out the KO is 2-1, to one, ITD is 175. At that point, you might as well take 175. I agree with that. And the prices are starting to open up on DraftKings and FanDuel finally. So uh, I might have to look at those to see where the best ITD price is. But I think that, that Woodson is probably going to knock this guy out in the second or third round. Uh, what are you thinking here, Ozzy? Yeah. I agree. I was on the Woodson. ITD was like 225. Gus Anglin. He's got great body shots. Someone needs to check. You know, I, I, I've, I've watched the tape a few times, like a number of times in the Saldana versus Austin Lingo fight. But I I swore that Austin Lingo had a knife uh, in his hand uh, when he dropped him with that body shot in the third round. And this guy goes down from a jab to the body. And it wasn't even like to your solar plexus. I don't know what's, what's up with the guy. If you're going down from fucking jabs in the third round, you got a problem if you're fighting Sean Woodson. So I like Sean Woodson here to finish the fight uh, at some point. You know, like I said, I don't get too cute with the which round, all this, you know, stuff. I like less variance, just rooting for this dude to get knocked the fuck out uh, or submitted, whatever it is. I don't care what he does. Um, so, yeah, I think Woodson's going to finish him. You know, Saldana, he'll, he'll come out you know, strong enough, you know, to, to get some respect. But eventually, Woodson, I think he he's durable. He'll he'll take the take the kicks and then take the space and then start uncorking his hands. 
Um, Saldana's used to, you know, having size advantage. Not going to happen here. Altitude, this guy's cardio is awful. I mean, he should have lost the Bruno Souza fight. Woodson's going to go to the body. Woodson's going to throw some spin kicks, some knees, the clinch. He should be able to, 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 to wreck. Saldana fucking sucks. Uh, long, long-winded way to say that. I mean, even like his wins, dude. He most of his wins are against jobbers. He got so. some lucky ass decisions, like two lucky decisions in the UFC. Yeah, this dude fucking sucks. He sucks. Um, he's not good. I mean, Woodson should track him down. Man, Woodson's a parlay pieces for you. Let's go. Yeah, I, I do, I do actually agree with that. Now, I'm probably one of the safer favorites we've been talking about so far. Um, and uh, that's gonna move us on. Next fight, uh, women's. Oh, wait, so no, this is topology, so this is wrong. So I'm going to – I got to re readjust this thing. So I think Jared Gordon is next. Uh, lightweight division, Jared Gordon taking on Leo Santos. Uh, Jared Gordon is the favorite, minus 255. Leo Santos, 215. Uh, wh- what's your uh, your angle on this fight, Ozzy? Interesting fight to put together, both for Grant's, um, you know, Missouri Khabib's uh, children right here. Finish both of them. So have them fight classic UFC matchmaking, throw them in around Robin. Um, I mean, it's kind of interesting fight to me. You know, obviously Gordon's got great cardio. Leo Santos does not. Gordon gets hurt to the body. Um, Leo Santos hurts people to the body. Um, Gordon gets knocked out by Brazilians. Leo Santos is Brazilian. And for, you know, all his grappling acumen, he wins by knockout. So you got to stay away from this fight in terms of betting it. Now, if you're playing like DraftKings, those things like that, I understand targeting it because, or I don't know. I don't really know too much, but I would think, I actually think there's both finishing, there's finishing equity on both sides. I mean, Leo Santos is not here to fight 15 minutes. And Jared Gordon isn't either, um, even though his record says that he is. I, I promise you he's not. And he wants to get a finish over this guy. And he knows when to press, you know, his advantages. So, I mean, Jared round three... What is that? Got to be horrible. Price. Ten to one, not good enough. But I think Jerry's gonna get this win. I mean, I think he'll he, he'll block some of these shots. You know, some of these shots that Leo Santos is uncorking. But I can't bet it. I mean, maybe I'll take. I, I hope I could get maybe some four to one on him by KO. I, I, I think I would take a little, you know, shot action. You know, with a with a with a prop there. But otherwise, I'm gonna pass on this fight. I just. Don't don't trust Leo Santos anymore. He just does not fight optimally. He's old. Like, I don't know. I just like he he's never really been. I never really liked him all that much, but I supported him because he was a jiu-jitsu guy. But I hope Jared, Jared, New York, the man from New York uh, gets another UFC win here. I think another contract, too. Maybe he goes to PFL, too, and Shane Burgos in uh, the tournament. I think his contract is up soon, but. I don't know. I'm no agent. Yeah. Um, I mean, Leo is 42 and like this guy's been a high level athlete for like well over 20 years. I mean, he was doing, uh, I mean, like, uh, it says IBJJF tournaments back in 2001. I'm sure he was competing in Brazil well, well before that too, as well. So you're talking about like a 25 year jujitsu and MMA career. And I mean, you're just seeing the years on him. I mean, still dangerous in spots, still like early on dangerous. It's just once he gets out of round one, the guy just doesn't have uh, the cardio to keep going. Uh, But still, I mean, I think he could have a moment early on here where he gives uh, Gordon some trouble. Maybe with a punch or a takedown or something, just some some uh, crazy moment. He does have a way of, of you know, kind of getting uh, some crazy moments to go his way in the cage, except I mean, he was about to knock out Leo uh, Chad. Uh, what Clay Guida in his last fight? Clay Guida. Yeah. Um. But then you know the referee didn't stop it. It was like a nonstop onslaught for a minute straight, and he gassed out after that one. You know, kind of a tough loss there. I mean, he he probably should have deserved to knock him out in round one, but um, yeah. I mean, I think that Leo will probably look good for a round, but then round two and three he's going to start fading. Gordon will take over. So look for a Gordon live bet here midway halfway through round or midway or after round one on uh, gordon um and the prices aren't great but i do think gordon ko2 1100 ko3 1300 uh, might be worth a poke here uh because he could pour it on for a finish late um although honestly i mean gordon did fade in round three versus grand dawson and he also had a really close fight with uh uh selecki in round three as well too so i don't know 
maybe that's not, maybe the, that's not a good idea after all. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I I can't I can't endorse Gordon Moneyline here at any point. I think it'll be a live or pass situation, um, and that's gonna take us to the next fight. Which uh, I'm going a little bit out of order here because I don't know the official lineup. But I'm just gonna do uh, Tabura next, uh, the heavyweight division. Um, we have Marcin Tabura taking on Alexander Romanov, and the odds for this run: Romanov, a uh, huge favorite here. Where is he at? Uh, minus three forty, Tabura plus two eighty, and you know I think that Marcin Tabura is probably the best uh, opponent that uh, that Romanov has fought. Somebody else pointed this out. I think that uh, they think that um, Espino is a tougher matchup, uh, which I do agree, just because he's very comfortable in those wrestling situations. But in terms of like uh, an an accoladed fighter, I think Tabura has to be the best opponent that Romanov's fought. And he's still a gigantic favorite. I mean, once upon a time, this fight was supposed to happen as Romanov's debut fight in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Romanov has done some good things since then, has, you know, outgrappled a lot of guys. But, I mean, I think I think that he's still overrated a bit, you know? I still think that the guy, uh, he just relies on that big explosive takedown, and he relies on the guys being really bad off their back, and I think that Tabura is just going to be a much more difficult opponent for him here. I, I still think that Romano will win the fight. I just think it'll be uh, more difficult than people are imagining, and I'm leaning for the fight to go into the second half of the fight here. I did bet the over one and a half. I think the starts around two as value, starts around three. Even the GTD, they all have value because I think this has high potential to go the full 15 minutes. And I just don't think that Romanov is going to easily slam Tabura down and get him out of there. Tabura might get exhausted on bottom and lose as the fight goes on. But uh, obviously, I was surprised to see Romanov finish him in round one. Uh, considering I am betting the over. So um, the over prices are getting steamed a bit. I think I would probably lean towards starts round three at this time at minus 108 on FanDuel. Uh, but, uh, you know, fun fight. You know, we, we like these guys a lot. I mean, money line wise, dog or pass for sure. Tabura's uh, been a good money train. I'm interested to see uh, if Ozzy's uh, going to be riding here, riding him here as well. What are we thinking? You know, Tabura's a fucking boy. He's a homie. He's invited to every cookout I ever have. I mean, I bet on him in his last, like, I mean, the five-fight run that he went on, uh, starting with uh, your boy, Sergey Spivak, absolutely demolished that lad. Uh, and then followed up fighting Maxine Grisham, where he was like, pick him against a dude that used to fight a light heavyweight, easy winner. Um, and, I mean, all his lines were super competitive, and he won, like, easily in all these fights that he had. So I'm glad he made some money there. He had that Volkov fight. I bet on him there, too. He was a huge underdog there as well. And he had maybe, like, the opposite of Romanov, right? A guy that just wants to strike with him. But I agree. I mean, Tibor is well-rounded. I mean, he's got takedown skills of his own. You know, Romanov is shrinking. This guy, let me see. What did he weigh in in his last fight? Because Tibor is a big motherfucker. He, he's 250, but he's not Eastern European. 236. I mean, that guy's looking smaller, too, in this camp. So... Tiber's gonna have like maybe like a twenty pound, twenty pound. He weighed range. he weighed two sixty five versus Vandera, and then six months later weighed uh twenty nine pounds less. Yeah, he's way smaller. He looks smaller again. I saw a picture of him. He looks small. But Tiber's I mean a two fifty. All I'm saying is, you know, Tibera, Not only he's not like fucking Chase Sherman and uh, and Vandera that they're just big but have no grappling, you know, awareness or skill. He's more like Juan Espino, where he knows how to grapple, you know, a bit. And he'll even go for his own takedown. So, I can see this being a difficult fight for Romanov. I've been high on Romanov. I've been riding that train. But I'm not stopping betting on Marcin Tibor. I mean, what was I doing earlier? Like, this thing was at 330, 350. I need to be, I need to get off vacation mode. But, yeah, I'm going to take Tibora. You know, just a shot, dog shot. Not too big, because, you know. Romanov is good. He'll go for his takedowns. He's kind of agile, but this will be a very legit win. If Romanov could get past uh, Tibera easy, if he could finish him, like he's a problem in the division. I don't know. I don't even know if he stays in the division though. But yeah, Romanov's cool. But I'll take maybe a little, little small play on uh, Tibera. Yeah, I I don't think I can do it this time. I think this this is a little too much for him, but. 
Uh, I wish I wish him the best, and uh, let's just hope it goes over one and a half. So, Tapology finally wised up and has the main card in correct order. Um, Ozzy was way ahead of him on that, but we're at the main card now. Light heavyweight division: Tyson Pedro, Harry Hunsucker. Um, you heard right, this was on a pay per view main card. Uh, Tyson Pedro minus eight hundred, Harry Hunsucker plus five hundred. Uh, Ozzy, is there any way to bet this fight at all, or is there just no way? No, man. I mean, you know, starting off the main card, this is a good one because you don't need to be real sitting down. You could be like getting a drink ready, um, you know, chatting up whoever's there, you know, a little bit just so you don't look like you're like too obsessed with with uh, people, you know, the human race fighting in cages. So just skip this one. <laughs> I mean, I would think that Hunsucker's going to get finished, but I mean, they only put they have a very big Polynesian population. Over there, so they put in Utah, so they put Tyson Pedro on here. Genius. He's going to start off the main card, knocking Harry Hunsucker out. But I don't even know at this point what Harry Hunsucker looks like. And it doesn't even fucking matter. But I'm not betting on this fight. If you need to, man, I can't give you a suggestion. You know, figure that shit out on your own. And, uh, and yeah, I just can't take Hunsucker. But would I be surprised if he knocked out Tyson Pedro? No. But these are just not the kind of fights that I personally bet, so... Mazel You'd be surprised. Talk. Come on. You'd be surprised. But surprised at what? If the five to one dog knocks this guy out and you wouldn't be surprised. Not that surprised, bro. Tyson Pedro's he had like you think he has depth as like in defense? Hell no. Like, no. He's I mean like, he's exactly no he could get hit. So I'm saying he could just throw a jab cross and get hit bonked on a left hook. Like why this, that'd be that surprise is heavyweight. Yeah, well, if it's but if it's not that surprising, you might be considering a, a bet on Hunsucker I, KO no, eleven to one. No, no, thank. You. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Yeah, man, I can't. I can't. I the only bet I can think of, looking at all of them right now, that might be interesting is starts round two at plus two hundred. Like maybe they cage push for a while, or Tyson Pedro takes him down and trying to work on his wrestling, or he wants to he wants to extend the fight a little, little bit longer. Instead of just fishing a guy in one, sure. that's the only the only thing that's I like can think this. of. That's like that, and like that's on like Harry Hunt sucker where he like he'll land a few, and then people arguing about if there was a stupid bet. Those are the situations I do not live for. So I'm, well, I'm skipping. I don't even want to be associated with the fight. Well, I think actually the one I just I mean the Ike Villanueva fight, guys. I'm just remember I didn't even rewatch it this week, but it went four minutes and fifty five seconds. Like it was on the verge of going into round two, and I think Villanueva might be even worse than Hunsucker. Um, so I mean at least Hunsucker is like a legit heavyweight. Who? Oh wait, no, this isn't even exactly. heavyweight. This isn't heavyweight. This is this is two hundred five. Like heavyweight. Yeah, so he's Hunsucker maybe, doesn't take kicks, though, dude. Yeah, he doesn't, and he he's gonna be cutting weight now. He's probably gonna have uh, some chin issues. Huh? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not actually gonna uh, endorse a bet on this one. I'm just trying to give some angle. GTD is plus seven seventy here. Holy shit! Um, enough about that bullshit. Um, getting along to an absolute banger of a fight: Lucy Pudilova versus Wu Yanan. Uh, we were talking about this one in the beginning of the podcast. Heavily discussed fight this week in betting circles. Pudilova minus 116. Wu minus 104. A lot of action on Wu. She was a pretty reasonable dog. 135, I think, early in the week last week. Now she's, you know, might be trending towards closing as the favorite. So um, I think whose turn is it to start, Ozzy? I, I think I'll talk about this one first just because I'm just beaming with excitement. Um, so Pudilova's back in the UFC. Uh, she lost several fights in a row. I think, you know, beat some regional women uh, in the Octagon promotion, which is a decent promotion. Looks like she fought some reasonable women with, you know, okay records. Uh, but, you know, before the, she left the UFC, she lost four in a row. She got out grappled in a lot of those fights. Uh, Justin Kish out grappled her. Shevchenko choked her out. Karmush out grappled her. You know, um, so she's, you know, clearly not a good fighter uh she, you know i striking is strong she probably a better striker than wu yanan but i think that she has no ability to control where the fight is going to go i don't think that she can really stop takedowns or has good footwork so if wu yanan just you know bullies her way to try to get takedowns here she might actually get those takedowns and might be able to outgrapple pudalova from a money line perspective i think people are a little fucking crazy betting this fight honestly like i get that pudalova is moving and 
you could, you know, hop in on plus money while you get some CLV. I, I don't, I don't see it, man. This shit is going to be uh, just the stupidest fight you can ever imagine. I have a bet on the fight. You don't have to lay juice. Uh, it's Wu by sub. Wu by sub at eleven to one. Uh, I just think that she's she's a uh, she's going to be trying to get the fight to the floor here. And Pudalova has been submitted by Antonina Shevchenko, who is not a grappler at all. So. Wu by sub, 11 to 1. I think Wu has a sub in the UFC too. I think like Lauren Mueller or something. Yeah, Lauren Mueller, armbar sub. Armbar that bitch. Give me me Wu sub at 11 to 1. Oh. So that's the pick. The pick to click is 11 to 1. I mean, another fight. I mean, I'm going to bet it right now. This fight's insane. Like, Sean and Mick, what do you. Who's in charge of the women's divisions? Bring me in. Bring me in. But I mean, this fight's insane. Um, it's Puda Nova. Like, there's no way I'm betting on Puda. Puda Nova, she let me down a few times because I thought I'm like, all right, like this girl, long kickbox or whatever. No idea how she got back to UFC. Um, if you bet on Wu Yanan, I mean, I guess you just figure, fuck it, you know, plus money. Like, there's no way. I can't see how you're handicapping this and liking Wu overall. I mean, yeah, you're talking about the takedowns, but. I mean, Wu, she doesn't really have patented takedowns. Um, it fights in a suck. Dude, I'm not... Literally, I've, I haven't even thought about, like, one second betting on this fight. So, I'm cool with it. Very cool with it. Um, you want to bet the sub, you know, good for you. I don't think she's going to be looking to attempt subs. Like, this woman needs a win in the worst way. So, if she is holding down Pudilova, she's not going for a submission. She's going to try to hold her, hold her down, so... Big pass. Get me to the next fight, please. Thank you. I don't know, bro. I think you should tail me on this one. Good luck, dude. Okay. The last the last women's sub prop we disagreed on was uh so, it was that Waterson Lemos one, remember? Oh sixteen to right, one. Yeah, well I said the that footage is out there. I said the Yeah, well I said to take the Michelle Waterson sub, so Yeah. But mine won. All right. Um. Next fight should have uh, been Bantam a TKO. Actually, I don't the know. Gri- I don't know if you heard, but that that should have been a TKO. Actually, why well, was like a verbal tap or something? It was a technical stoppage. He didn't see a submission. The the fighter called. Oh, it. oh right, it was right. It's like a retirement. Uh, lucky TKO. win. Lucky win. Yeah. Um. Next fight, bantamweight division. The greatest mixed martial arts fighter ever, Jose Aldo, taking on Marab Davalashvili. The odds have Marab as the minus 134 favorite, Aldo plus 114. Ozzy, I'm glad you're starting this one off. Let's hear your analysis on this fight. Yeah, cool fight. I mean, any of these top five to eight uh, bantamweight, featherweight, flyweight fights, they're pretty interesting. I mean, they got a nice, diverse um, pool of, like, different styles of guys. You know, I wasn't really thinking this fight was going to happen. I thought I didn't really think they were going to give Jose uh, any grapplers or wrestlers, at least. And Marab's probably the most tenacious wrestler in the whole division. Um, he's been working on the ground and pound lately. You know, once he settles people down, I think this fight's going to just be absolute madness, chaos all around. You know, Marab is not, he, he's not one to just stay back if you're hit, landing on him. And then even when he's throwing, like, he's throwing really hard. He's throwing combinations. Like, the guy's crazy. His striking has been getting a little better. And I think him getting caught a few times, a number of times, by Marlon Marais has, like, people, I'm not going to say forgetting because the guy's not a good striker. But, I mean, he used to be a really bad, bad, bad striker. And, yeah, he got countered a few times. Marlon Marais is fucking legit. He puts, you know, he he definitely goes out for the attack in round one. He knows how he's going to fucking win these fights. He's got a deadly left hook. He's pretty quick. And, yeah, Jose Aldo, you know, he has similar features. And But I don't think that he's going to be launching the kind of counters with the hands in quick succession after Marab attacks as easily, as often, or as much ferocity as Marlon did in that round one. And I think Marlon's, uh, uh, Marab ends up starting to chip away at him, you know, throwing some shots, you know, Jose, he, he, you know, he, 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 he just looks to the power shots a little bit. You saw that in the Rob Font fight, doesn't jab as much, 
we saw that in the um, Pedro fight. You know, obviously he won clearly, but he was much less volume. You know, he's got a he's got great defense. Like his defensive, he's got a defensive like aura about him. Like you just step in close to him and 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 he's deflecting attacks and he's seeing everything. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Jose win this fight. Just you know, being able to land an uppercut or read Marab's tendencies. But I think this fight goes later. I don't think that he's going to be, you know, ha- like uh, like the Marlon fight where Jose is, like, hurting him bad in the in the first round. Maybe a little later, maybe a little bit after he gets, like, a few reads on him overall. But I think Marab, at the end of the day, starts getting the wrestling going, starts getting that back clinch. You know, Jose starts fatiguing a little bit from being, you know, having to move so much and all this kind of stuff. And Marab ends up winning the fight by decision. That's my pick for the fight. That's my bet for the fight. I got a little Marab minus 120. Nothing too significant. Um, But I think Marab devolished really from New York, Long Island. He's going to win this fight against the legend, Jose Aldo. I pick Aldo. I have to pick Jose Aldo because Marab has physicality on his side, right? He's he's more durable. He's got absolutely insane cardio. Um, and, you know, he's he's tenacious. He's ferocious. He never stops coming at you. But I don't think the guy is that intelligent of a fighter. I don't think he has, like, you know, a lot of complexity to his game. He just kind of comes forward and spams strikes and spams takedowns, and it wins a lot of fights. But I think he is going to hit a wall at the top, you know, top of the division. And I think Jose Aldo is still capable of being that wall. I still think that, um, you know, he's got enough left in the tank. I think that, uh, you know, obviously Prime Aldo, 45 Aldo, uh, you know, would be massive favorite in this fight. But he has, you know, not looked as good at 135 in terms of his wrestling. You know, he had impenetrable takedown defense at 145. Since he got down to 135, I think Font took him down briefly. Marlon Marais hit a lat drop on him. And he just doesn't seem to have that same uh, ability to stay standing as he did at 135 or at 145. But it's not like Marab is um, like a going to keep him down. Marab never keeps his opponents down. Like fucking like Gustavo Lopez stood up 10 times. And like these guys who are not good grapplers stood up 10 times versus Marab. His whole game is to take you down and, you know, he lets you back up and he just keeps taking you down over and over again. Now, um, that might work against Aldo, but I just think that Aldo is going to have to slow down here substantially for that to work. We're going to be in the big cage, and I think that is a huge advantage for Aldo because he has the better footwork. He has the better ability to control where the fight's at in, in the cage. So when the fight is striking, obviously Jose Aldo is going to have a, a substantial advantage. And Marab has to get the fight against the cage in the wrestling. He has to pressure Aldo effectively to get the fight into his range. And I just don't think he's going to be able to pressure and, and close the distance on Aldo without eating jabs and, and counter left hooks and leg kicks. And I think that Marab is just going to be uh, you know, wide open for strikes at range here. Uh, and that's definitely going to lead Aldo to win the first round. I think he's going to outstrike Marab while he's fresh. He's going to win the first round. The toughest test comes in round two when uh, we can see if Aldo can keep that that pace. He's going to be have to uh, circling a lot. He's going to be, you know, not being able to stand his ground. But uh, I'm going to be interested to see if Aldo's gas tank can sustain that in the second and third round. Now he is coming off a five round fight. This is only a three round fight. He's been a historically a great five round fighter in his career. So I think the three round fight is another advantage for Aldo here. If the fight was five rounds, I would definitely favor Marab to a bigger extent. Uh, but the cage, uh, the the three round aspect for Aldo, I think those are both good things for him. And I think that considering I think he's going to win the first round and has potential to win two, uh, I think that I got to, you know, side with him here as the underdog. I mean, Jose Aldo as an underdog has always got to be an interesting bet for you. And, uh, you know, I bet against Aldo with Munoz. I learned my lesson. I don't want to ever bet against him again, especially not at a favorite price, man. You're betting against the greatest fighter ever at favorite price with, you know, some some guy who jumped headfirst into a frozen lake. Uh, so I got Jose Aldo. I think he's going to win by decision going opposite of Ozzy here. And honestly, it would be really depressing if Aldo lost his fight. Um, so I haven't decided if I'm going to bet him yet. I'll be, you know, firmly cheering for him, you know, f- uh, 
my favorite fighter ever. Um, but it would be double the double sad if, if I lost. Uh, you know, I'm gonna bet him. I'm gonna bet him. You, you know, we ride together. Uh, if he loses, I lose. Um, that's enough about, about that one. It's a great matchup though by the UFC. I mean, it, it, I have some pause about the, the, the fight because, you know, Aldo has declined enough to where the fight is actually competitive. So, um, you know, great matchmaking. But uh, co-main event time, middleweight division, the return of Luke Rockhold taking on the juggernaut Paulo Costa. Costa minus 375, Rockhold plus 310. So Rockhold coming off of a three-year layoff. Last fight was uh, Jan Blahovich back in 2019. And... He got destroyed in that fight. That was at 205, of course. I don't know why he thought 205 was a good idea. Uh, probably just didn't want to cut weight. And it went extremely poorly poorly for him in that fight. And it seems like the UFC is not happy with Luke. Or they don't want Luke to succeed. Because they could have given him uh, a lot easier of a matchup than Paulo Costa. It seems like they actually gave him one of the, the, the hardest matchups possible. Uh, so the UFC doesn't seem to want Luke to succeed here. Um, now on the feet, I do think that Costa, considering he's more active, he's younger, he's faster, he's more durable. He's going to have the, uh, the advantage on the feet here. While Luke probably would have had the, the advantage several years ago, the advantage has now shifted to Costa. And I think that Luke is going to need to grapple to win the fight. He's going to need to hit takedowns to win the fight. But Luke historically has a really good top game. When he gets on top, he is nasty with ground and pound. He's really good with submissions as well. His wrestling is, I would say, just okay, decent, um, maybe even a little bit below average. Uh, but, I mean, one takedown here for Luke is all he needs to probably be the favorite in the live lines. I mean, the guy does a substantial amount of damage on top. And, you know, that just alone gives me pause in uh, in betting Costa here. I mean, there's no way you can bet Costa at this price, minus 400. Forget about it. I think the only way to play the fight is probably on the prop side of things. And there, I think probably the over one and a half is an interesting line. I think that Rocco can probably survive uh, to make it past one and a half half rounds um and you know it's it's, it's dog or pass I, I don't have a super clear confident angle on the fight but i do think the line is is a bit wide uh the over is is likely value and um uh, you know i'm just hoping it's a good fight i hope it's not you know another boring fight or something like that uh and i you know i'm looking forward to it though what about you ozzy interesting fight i mean <clears throat> I mean, Luke Rocco is a very interesting fighter. Like, he does, never really goes to decision. He gets you on the ground. He's he's very, very dangerous. Strong, very strong hips. Subpar wrestling. And then on the feet, he's got dangerous weapons that create, you know, big strikes and big moments. But he's not really, he never, he's not really been consistent. Like, being in the pocket or pressuring. So, you don't really know what you're going to get. I'm going to have a bet on Luke. Inside the distance, at, uh, I guess you get 550, 6 to 1, somewhere around there. I just think that if he wins this fight, it's going to be him finishing Costa. It's going to be he clips Costa with a punch, finishes with a guillotine, gets him down, gets to mount, gets his back, you know, something like that. Um, and, and that that forces Costa that, you know, Costa just either is defensively void or rocked or something like that. Um, I just don't see him winning uh, a decision here, especially one where, like, if Luke is having success, like, there's no way I think that Luke is at range for 15 minutes and it's, like, a good fight for him. Like, I wouldn't want to, even if he wins, like, I wouldn't want the sweat of him always. I would want the sweat. Don't get me wrong. But I think that's a low probability thing. Um, I think more likely if he's, you know, having success, if he's not washed, if, Post is is faltering at all. It, it's because Luke, you know, gets some takedowns, and usually when he gets takedowns, he's pretty um, he's pretty aggressive. And then I think Costa also will be looking to do like high, you know, high danger like little maneuvers. And if Luke can beat him in any of these positions, get him in the bad spot, I think he could get a finish here. So inside the distance, you know, at that big number. Um, and just like sit back, enjoy the fight. If he gets knocked out, is what it is, I think. But you know, I like I, I'd like to play into the variance of a guy who, if he does, you know, if even Costa slips, you know, falls to the ground, I don't know what something, you know, who knows? He's throwing a kick. Luke throws like a push kick, and he falls. Who knows? 
So I'll take a little stab on that for action, and you know we'll we'll move on and hope that Luca can show his old self a little bit. Yeah, I think you know rewatching the Costa fight this week, Costa like shot a takedown on Vittori in one of the mid rounds, and then was on top briefly, but then he got reversed in a really sloppy fashion. That actually makes me think that um, Luke might have a path here with the grappling because. I think like in those 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 competitive like wrestling exchanges, Costa could end up on his back here. Um, Costa was almost getting out wrestled by Logan Paul, bro. Right? Remember that? Remember that video? Luke Rocco. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's I don't Luke know if that was real. Rocco. I remember they, they they filmed a funny video of, of Rocco is different. Him. He's no Logan Paul on the mats. I'll tell you. You see him, this motherfucker is like triangling Michael Chiesa like on on demand. You know, when he's rolling, this guy's a good grappler. So great. Grab. You know, showed off. And uh, that's going to bring us main event time. The rematch in the welterweight division, uh, Kamara Usman, the champion taking on Leon Edwards. The first fight took place back in 2015. Um, it was one of Edwards' first fights in the UFC. Uh, Usman was coming off the contender series and, uh, you know, Usman won the fight, uh, rather easily, you know, it was, it was competitive, but it, it was very clear win for Usman. The judges did give Leon one round, two out of three judges gave Leon the first round, but, uh, you know, the pressure, the takedowns and everything uh, of Usman really added up in that fight and, uh, you know, got Usman the decision, um, it's your turn to this one off, Ozzy. What are you thinking about the rematch? I was giving Leon a little bit of a, a little bit of a chance, but I rewatched some stuff today, and bro, Leon's not winning. He's not beating Kamaru Usman because, like, even even he needs to know that. Like, how, he's gonna knock out Kamaru Usman. I mean, he it could happen. It could, you know, one of those elbows, you know, just a big shot here or there. Um, you know that he throws in like a little left hand or whatever it is. But realistically, man, the guy does not throw out a lot of volume, you know, other than the first round when he's, you know, has a decent amount of energy. He does slow down when he does have to put out more output. He does not uh, maintain the pocket very well. He does not fight on the front foot for, you know, long stretches of time. The guy was on the back foot against Nate Diaz at multiple points. Like Nate Diaz is, you know, on the front foot, forcing boxing, you know, uh, exchanges. And Leon's like dipping in, going for the clinch, getting put against the fence from there by again, Nate Diaz. And just not controlling that fight that much. I mean, the guy's clearly slowed down that fifth round, even without the knockout, the the big punch by uh, Nate. Nate was winning that round anyway. He had landed on him a few times pretty cleanly. So, it just made me very bearish. Like, man, the guy got some takedowns against, like, Dos Anjos and some of these guys. Like, he's not grappling. Come on. Look at the even the takedown he gets in the first round against Nate Diaz. Zero threat. Like, he's behind Nate Diaz. It literally matters 0%. And he's just not getting takedowns like Kamaru Usman. So, I think Usman's going to be able to control the clinch, push him against the fence, you know, reposition when he needs to. He's going to be able to smash Leon, grind him against the fence. And then at range, I mean, Leon, I think it could be a little competitive with early on because Leon, when he's fresh, he does have some good parries. So I think he, I'm curious to see if he's able to parry and uh, not get jabbed, uh, you know, out jabbed or jabbed up, whatever, however way you want to describe it by Kamaru. I think this guy's losing. Like I'm, I'm not betting on Leon. I think he, I, I think he's drawn kind of dead. I mean, I think the over is okay, but honestly, after seeing how how much slower he looked against Nate, how he was eating some of those punches, um, I think Amaro could easily finish this guy overall. So I'm gonna stay away from that. I might use Kamara as a parlay piece. He's not losing to Leon Edwards. Like it needs to be a big shot. Needs to hurt him. He's not losing a normal decision. To Leon Edwards and Leon Edwards, he just doesn't work enough. So I got Kamaru uh, keep his title. Yeah, I mean it's hard to feel great about Leon winning, but I definitely think his chances are better than Ozzy, uh, and the market is giving him credit for. Um, my main position on the fight is going to be the fight going the distance. I do have a bet on that already, minus one forty on Bet Online. Um, honestly, anything, guys, anything. Anything under two to one, I do think is value. I mean, 
we have a few minute sample size of them fighting, albeit a long time ago, but there wasn't even remotely close to a finish in that fight. These guys, they fought at a pedestrian pace for 15 minutes and, uh, you know, Usman pushed him against the cage. They stalled against the cage for a while. When Usman took him down, he didn't get good positions. He was in guard and then Leon would stand up. And the, the striking exchanges were competitive. Uh, the clinch exchanges were competitive. Whenever Usman would enter in a takedown, he would get hit with a knee. And Leon was able to separate from a few clinches, stuff a few takedowns. That was way back then, seven years ago. And the difference I saw watching that fight this week was that Usman was way more athletic back then. Like he he moved a lot better. He was able to pressure opponents better. He was just a lot fresher. And, you know, Usman's been very vocal about his knees. Went on the Rogan podcast years ago just saying that he can't even run or he can't even wrestle more than a few days a week because his knees are so bad. Um, and, you know, that's going to add up over time. The guy is 35 years old now. Um, and, you know, I think at some point Usman's, you know, insane athleticism will start to wane a little bit and he won't be able to, you know, use that, that cheat code athleticism to kind of make these fights easier for him. And I think there's a possibility that, that this might be the time where um, he's not going to be able to just bully this fight into the clinch. He's going to have trouble getting Leon Edwards with his back against the cage because Leon Edwards has really uh, smart footwork. He knows where he's in at the cage at all times. and. You know, there are there are times you can point at the Nate Diaz fight and, and find some some bad moments of that. But it's just such a different matchup. I mean, I think it's even kind of similar with Usman versus Covington. Like uh, Usman knows that Colby Covington can't punch for shit. And he's OK with having a little bit of a competitive striking fight with him at times because he knows Colby can't hurt him. The same thing with Nate Diaz. I mean, eventually Nate hurt him in the fifth and final round. But I mean, he, Leon t fought that fight with a much different approach. Than he did will uh than he will versus Camaro. He's gonna have a lot of respect for Camaro. He's gonna be fighting a lot smarter, a lot more tactically. And I think that you know Leon's been you know searching for this fight for years and years. And I think that you know he's made a lot of improvements. And I think he actually has a lot of tools to make this Usman's toughest fight in a long time. And I think that he will make it his toughest fight. I think either guy is gonna be winning uh, a decision here. Uh, you know, three rounds to two, maybe four to one. Uh, you know, I'm definitely not confident in Leon Edwards, but I, I think his chances are a lot better than the odds indicate here. The chances are putting the odds are putting his chances at lower than 25%. I think they're more like 30, 30 to 33 is where I put them at. So I'll likely have a small bet here on Leon with my main position being the GTD. I think you should try to have, uh, you know, a secured profit if the fight GTDs, um, and, you know, just hope for a cherry on top with Leon uh, getting this decision win. Um, but like I, like I was saying, man, with these Utah judges, I doubt they're seeing much MMA. If it's a close fight that's going to the decision, you might as well have the three to one dog in this scenario. I mean, uh, I just think that that could be a very, uh, very potential live trend for this card is bad judging because, you know, ha have you guys ever watched MMA in Utah before? Because I haven't. So there's no fucking way to know what these judges are going to be like on Saturday. Definitely keep that in mind. And uh, with that being said, uh, that's going to do it for this card here. Um, any closing thoughts, Ozzy, before we get into our best bet of the week? And for that that you just saw, I mean, Leon decision is like plus 900. So that guy's on winning. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that's his that's his win condition, isn't it? The guy doesn't hurt people yeah. like you were saying. That's the only I mean, way he's gonna win. Exactly. I mean, I think it's that's a that's, yeah nine hundred. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Colby Covington was was in the first fight was was close to winning. Yeah, I, had, I was big on Colby in that first fight. We should have won that. Colby's way Leon, bro. Colby would cook Leon. I'm I'm certain. That I, that's a fight I want to see. I, no matter what happens after this fight. I, that's a fight on me. Or Leon but the real hang thing with these guys. They're the real thing though, we'll you know, see. you know who beats Leon, Camaro, and Colby? You know who beats him, Ozzy? Uh Steven Thompson. Hamza Chimaya beats all three. Let's see. Um, all right, so I've got my best bet locked in. I definitely know that you're not gonna be betting this first, so I want to hear yours, your best bet first. What what is yours? Sean Woodson inside the distance. Damn, plus money. I like that one. Plus one seventy five. I like that Let bet as well. Rip. I'll be on that straight. And um I'm going with uh one of my staple bets lately, the main event GTD. The main event GTD at minus one fifty, the fight I was just talking about. Um 
I mean, truthfully, Ozzy, you don't think the foot. So you, you just said Leon's not finishing Usman, right? You don't think Usman's chances of KO are 40 I don't know, dude, how. No, but look how he was taking some of those shots from Nate. Like, even if it's I think he's thirty percent though, bro. That's that's possible. Even if it's thirty percent, there's still a lot of value on that. I was thinking about it, but Um, I'm not on it. I'm not on it no more. I don't know. We these these main events this year have GTD like crazy. Woodson ITD is plus 175. That's Ozzy's best bet. Mine is GTD in the main event. That's minus 150. Comes out to plus 358 on Bet Online right now. So that will be our best bet parlay of the week. And uh, that'll do it. You know, check out, um, check us out on maybe a Twitter spaces talking about some some other cards this week. There's there's PFL. There's no Bellator, but there's there's LFA. Um, there's, there's a few other fights going on. Uh, obviously the big, uh, Usyk Joshua rematch is going on this weekend. So there's a lot of fights going on and, uh, you know, look us, look out for us talking about some more fights on Twitter. Uh, any closing thoughts here, Ozzy? Nope. I'm good. Sounds good, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Hope you all enjoy the fights this weekend. Win some bets. Make sure you join our live spaces to hear us talk about these fights as they go on live, talk about some live bets. And uh, thanks for all. Thank you all for listening. See you all before the next UFC event. We're off next week, so we'll be back uh, the early September card. I think it might be the Paris card, right? Or yeah, the Paris card next uh, next card. So we'll see you all then. Peace out, everyone.